Hello, welcome to Podcast vs Player, episode 66. I'm Cal, and as always, I'm joined by a man who doesn't understand Super Mario. Bowser kidnaps his girlfriend dozens of times, and yet he still invites him to play tennis and go go-karting. It's only Dan. Well, maybe it's got to that point where they, they're kind of just like... It's like the Batman and the Joker. It's just like they're, they're such old enemies. It's just like, we might, <laughs> you complete we might as well be friends now, after all this. <laughs> yeah, I, I can see that, yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. I take it back. Dan does understand <laughs> <laughs> Super Mario. <laughs> Saw them talk to Dan counselling session. Yeah, definitely. Um, how are you? Yeah, all right. Alright. Yeah. yeah. What are you gonna do? I'm super. Good. Um bad news. We're gonna start off on a bum note. Um Christopher Lee has died this week. Yes he did. Um at the age of ninety three, which is pretty impressive. It's it's very impressive. I he's lived a hell of a life. Mm. Um so I although I don't wish death on anyone, I just think that if it had died no, actually, I, 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 I can't even sort of voice what I'm thinking. Like, he's just, like, he's died at such an age where you just don't think, oh, he had so much left to do. It's like, he, he you know, yeah. he was in the Second World War. He, you know, he's a knight, for God's sake, in England, obviously. Um, and uh, he was the lead singer in a heavy metal band. Uh, I didn't know until you told yeah, me the other day. Which, you know, coupled with the fact that he's played some of the most iconic villains of all time... Yeah. You know, I'd say he's had a pretty damn good life, so I'm sure he's more than happy with uh, dying at 93. I would be. Absolutely. <laughs> um, Christopher Lee, um, according to The Telegraph, passed away on Sunday morning in hospital where he's been treated for heart failure and respiratory problems. Um, Lee was best known globally for his roles as Saruman in Lord of the Rings and Count Dooku in Star Wars. However, before those blockbuster roles, he was well known in the UK for roles in films like The Wicker Man, The Man with the Golden Gun, and Dracula Has Risen from the Grave. That last one I haven't actually seen. Um, he was in a bunch of Dracula films. He was like the Hammer Horror really? of Dracula. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, but Scaramanga, Man with the Golden Gun. Yeah, he was. Uh, That's where I, him and Count Dooku is where. I yeah, yeah. Known from most. Um, he also lent his voice talents to a number of video games, including Kingdom Hearts, The Lord of the Rings games, and EverQuest Two. I didn't know he actually voiced the uh, Lord of the Rings games, but... Apparently so, yeah. See, they weren't actually bad as movie-tying games. They actually weren't that bad. They, it was all right until Mordor came out, and then it shows that they were quite bad. True, but these were also <laughs> out in about 2003. Yeah, so, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't think you can forgive them for too much. No. Um, but, as always, our condolences uh, go out to Christopher Lee's friends and family. And to the world, really. There was, and to the world. There was, a, there was missing a great gem. Definitely. There was a lot more left in him, I think. But yeah. I don't think it's... Uh, I don't think... Yeah, he, he couldn't have done any better. Well done to him. No. We'll miss you, man. <laughs> um, moving on. Some big games will be missing from Microsoft's E3 conference. What a shocker. Are these all the um, ones that were promised last year, maybe? Let's have a look. Let's have a look. Um, there'll be nothing new on Scalebound, Crackdown, or Quantum Break at Microsoft. <laughs> really? Those, Xbox. Those last, the last bastions of Xbox exclusivity. Still nothing. Um, Xbox exec Phil Spencer has warned in a blog post. Um, all three are big Xbox exclusives that a lot of people will have been hoping to see more of, but there just wasn't time to fit them in at E3, says Phil. He promises, however, they will feature at Gamescom in August. Now, I'm going to read you the quote, and then I'm going to decipher what it actually says. <laughs> okay. 
this is a quote from uh, Phil's blog post. Um, Having a jam-packed lineup of games to show at E3 means that there simply isn't enough time to give each of our upcoming titles its well-deserved time in a spotlight. We've decided to save some of our most eagerly awaited future titles for Gamescom in August. Rest assured the titles like Crackdown, Quantum Break and Scalebound will be front and centre at Gamescom along with new game reveals for both Xbox One and Windows 10. So, what that basically means is we haven't got enough games to fill the void of both E3 and Gamescom. So we're going to save the best ones for Gamescom so what, <laughs> because it's later on in the what year. What the hell are they going to show at E3 then? We'll probably see. These are my predictions for definites. Connect. Fours or six. Connect games. There'll be some form of connect. Yeah. Um, Rise of the Tomb Raider because that's out in Christmas, and we'll also see, we'll see that in Gamescom as well. Uh, Halo Five and. 98% sure we're going to see the Gears of War remastered. Okay, so Rise of the Tomb Raider, not a full exclusive. Um, but it is for the time being. For the time being, but... So they're going to, they're going to capitalise on that. I guess, but I, I'm more than happy to wait six months for the price to go down and get it for the PC, which it will look better on anyway. So, That's although true. I was a bit gutted, and I was more annoyed at the fact that I thought it was a, a permanent exclusive, but as soon as we figured out that that probably wasn't going to be the case... I was just like, well, I can wait six months. What's that? You know, I, I can wait a year or so to pick up a game, you know, get it for like 20 quid if I'm not too sure on it. But I loved the first yeah. Tomb Raider. Well, not the first one. Well, yes, the first one. But, I mean... The, the first reason. Yeah, Tomb Raider. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love I love that one. So I was a bit gutted that I thought I wouldn't be able to play it. Um, but, yeah, by oh. the time it comes out, I'm hoping that they'll certainly drop the RRP on it so it won't be 50 or £60. Pounds. Well, they very rarely are on Steam anyway. Eh, I don't know. I mean, which is still forty nine? I think. What do you get with it though? Uh, nothing. That's just the. Really? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. That's quite expensive. It is. Same as Far Cry though. That was also super expensive. But like, if you went to Origin, say, to go and have a look at Far Cry, I'm pretty sure it'd be the exact same price anyway. Yeah, that's true. So I don't think they've got too much control over that. But you know, in six months, eight months' time, I think you know they've got a lot more leniency with the price, and you know you'd be able to pick it up for sort of twenty five, thirty quid. Well, Far Cry at the moment is like twenty two, so that has been out it's, for a huge amount of time. It's out. Um, I'm guessing December. Tomb Raider's out because it says it's a holiday exclusive. Yeah, so, so October, I'm November, it's out, maybe. Yeah, from from October to to December. Yeah. Battlefront's out in November. <laughs> yeah. So how many people are really going to be going, nope, I need yeah. to go and buy that Xbox One, need to get that Tomb Raider, when they go, wait if a minute, no, I, Battlefront that I can get on anything I've got, except for the week. I will get it. If it is a six months to a year exclusive, I will get it on Xbox One. Yeah. Providing there's, it's not a choice between that or something like Battlefront. Well, no, because it won't win. No, and then by the time if I have to choose, and then by the time I get it, it's probably going to be out on PS4, so I'll get a PS4. Well, I'd like to think that with you know a bit of finesse and a bit of clever thinking, because a lot of people are obviously incredibly excited for Battlefront to come out, that most people will have released their games in Q1 of 2015, because that way, the the way that I hope that they're thinking that people's minds will work is, I you know I can't really afford to go and buy AAA games constantly, you know whenever they come out. So I'll get like Witcher three, um, maybe another uh, a few other sort of AAA games at the start of the year, and then you'll play yeah. the shit out of them until the end of the year. In which case, Battlefront will pretty much consume everything 
for the next yeah. six to eight months while people go mad for it. You've got not just the Star Wars fans, but the Battlefront fans. Battlefield. Uh, Battlefield fa- fans. Sorry. Yeah, because of course, Dice, Frostbite 3, the, the possibilities yeah. are just. Oh, I don't even want to think about it. This is probably a good indication of what the next Battlefield is going to be like. I agree, yeah. Um, so, there's a lot of Battlefield fans, but there's a lot more Star Wars fans. <laughs> yeah. So, if you combine them, that's like two years' worth of gameplay. <laughs> yeah, and then there's, it's not as if they've got, you know. All the fans of the Tomb Raider films, with all the people who have, <laughs> who grew up, with yeah, it. who actually you know played all of the original Tomb Raiders, which I'm sure that you did as well as me. Yeah, um, you know, Tomb Raider's great, and it's always great. But the fact is that I know that I could pick up if I'd never bought Tomb Raider when I did, which I think was like, I don't know if it was launch day, but certainly launch week, and I played the shit out of it, and I absolutely loved it. Yeah. I I loved I could have picked it up. I could have picked it up today. Like, I'm pretty sure it's on sale at the moment on Steam for about four quid. I could pick that up for four quid now and play it and go, "Oh my god, this is amazing!" Yeah. And I could do the. I know for a fact I'd be able to do the exact same thing with Rise of the Tomb Raider. With Battlefront, however, because it's online play is going to be one of its key features. You know, it's dice at the end of the day. Hmm. Um, well, dice EA is it? Oh yeah, but um, dice are made it. EA the publisher. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, you know, they're the ones who plug it. Um, that the, the sort of the online, as does any online game, it will die out after a year or so. Yeah. So it'll still be fun as fuck. Yeah, it depends on how well the story will be able to carry it. And you know, mm. typically speaking, Battle, Battlefield doesn't have the greatest of on, uh, single player story modes. They're fine. They're certainly better than Call of Duty's in my opinion. But I, I can play Battlefield Four campaign, and I'm just sort of like, yeah, yeah. I'll just go yeah. online and just shoot some people. It's fine. You know, and that's the kind of market it's made for. Um, yeah. You know, and although you know, there's still a lot of people that still play Battlefield Three online. You know, on the 360 and the PS3. A lot of people still prefer Battlefield. 3. Well, yeah. You know, you'll always get the people who just go, "No, they need one shit." But the fact is that there the still won't be as they haven't got next gen consoles or PC. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, but they haven't got the uh, just the numbers there to support the servers to to justify no. them. You know, sort of being kept open and stuff. So. Usually, I'd say it's got a couple of years, but you know, the the, the second Battlefront that that was supported, I think it's like seven years or something. The online was it was only in um, something like that. It wasn't long ago, Battlefront. Yeah, so they it actually was closed down. Yeah, yeah, and I'm pretty sure it's after the announcement of Battlefront because I then immediately when it got Battlefront two and it said about <laughs> a month ago we closed down the online, I was like, no, because yeah. I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure that everyone would have done the same thing. It's got to be some mod servers. I'm pretty sure there will be, you know, independently hosted ones, but as yeah. whether you've got to pay for your own or you've got to, you know, just troll through the internet and find some, maybe. But I, I'm more than happy to sort of play with the uh, the bots, just set them on the highest difficulty, and just turn it into an absolute fucking clusterfuck. Oh man! I back to the topic at hand. Um, oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> I do have I do have faith. Phil Spencer, since he's taken over, he's turned quite a lot of things around for the Xbox division. Um, I think if Phil Spencer had been in charge from the launch, things would have been a lot different. Yeah, um, it'd still be the same console. It'd still be underpowered compared to the PS4, but I think it'd be marketed a lot better, and thus people wouldn't be kicking off as much about some of the the choices they've made. I don't think, however, they've got the games to back up what they're saying. Well, because personally, don't don't. 
leave all your biggest games out of the loop. Keep a couple back for the Gamescom. Or don't release them all last year. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, Forza racing games, if you're into racing games, I'm sure it's that's of interest, but it, it's not to me, unfortunately. Halo can take it or leave it. You know, it's. I'm actually quite excited for Halo 5. It's Halo. It's got to be you know. said. I've been playing Master Collection a lot recently. Yeah, but, you know, I'm it's... I'm quite excited for it. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's just Halo Could at the end of the day. Could be though. Um, see, I think that's the thing. Like That's that's what's weird for me. Um, like, Halo 2 was what really got me into online sort of competitive play in the first place, mm. you know, back on the original Xbox. Um, and now, Halo Online is just... In, in ways, for me, it's worse for than uh, Call of Duty Online because yeah, it's it's not as polished. It, it's just not fun for me, I, and I don't know if it's just because I'm bad at it, which is probably the case. But it no, it, it, it's just <laughs> I don't know. Like, there's just so many. You can't just walk into it and just have a fun game. You'll, it's it's like Call of Duty. You'll walk onto it and you will get the shit kicked out of you immediately, yeah, constantly. Yeah. And it, I, I guess you could say that for pretty much any first-person shoot when you're kind of getting into it. But I mean, the Halo fans are obviously—it's a big community, and they're a very loyal community. And I'm, you know, I'm sure that everything that they want will be catered for. Um, but that—that that kind of—I don't know—it almost alienates me because I'm just like, well, it's not, there's nothing in it for me. You know, I'm not going to go and buy an Xbox One for it, shall we say? And that's kind of the big thing they need yeah. to go for. Uh, Gears of War, Gears of War was fine. It's a really good game. Um, do we need a remastered one? Another remaster. I mean, debatable. Certainly not a headline. I wouldn't go to see. I can't remember the last podcast we had that didn't have a remaster. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while, or at least an Very announcement gone. of one. Yeah. Yeah. Um. What, what were the other ones? Oh, Quantum Break and all that. Yeah. But I mean, you know, Quantum Break has that, been sort of that's all Gamescom. Though. Yeah, but that's been dangled in front of people for bloody years. That's why I wanted an Xbox. But it was like Project Milo all over again. I I, I loved the idea of that. I thought it was brilliant. And then it's just like, uh, yeah, don't talk about that one anymore. It's not gonna. Well, to be fair, the Quantum Break's actually a thing. Quantum Milo was a, a possibility. Yeah, but it was a more exciting possibility. Yeah, it was something that could have been amazing. Whereas this is like, this is actually made like there, there are gameplay videos of this, so it's not like like Star Wars Thirteen. This is the idea yeah. we've got. Yeah, it's it's actually happening yeah. at least. Um, I, I I think they're just basically broken up and gone right Halo 5 is going to be our biggest game of the year we've got the Tomb Raider exclusive well limited exclusive um, and then we've got Forza for the racing fans that'll do us and tie us over until Gamescom then we can release details on or other big games but this is all stuff that doesn't include games we don't know about so they, yeah. could, they could pull it out still I mean Sony have already come forward and said we haven't got a lot of first-party games to show at E3, but we've got a shitload of fucking third-party games and exclusive content and blah blah blah. So they'll probably have like a handful of first-party games, and then the rest will be indie and whatnot. Phantom Pain. But at least they've come out and said it. Yeah. Well, I, I guess that's just saying you know we're, we're concentrating on supporting indie artists, indie artists, mm. indie developers. Um, yeah. You, you know, we've obviously got we've worked close with third-party developers to make exclusive games but not ones that Sony are making so yeah, yeah I'd certainly appreciate the fact of them saying well no we haven't really made any of our own stuff but it's because of blah 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 
Um, but I, I, I want to see what both of them have got to offer from third parties. Because, I mean, third parties are kind of where it's at at the moment. Well, I've got three words down for Sony's show. Uh, no Man's Sky. Oh, God, don't. That's why I went and bought Elite Dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> because no man, yeah. <laughs> well, no, I think I think elite. They're obviously very different, but it's it's that yeah. kind of thematic, prog- uh, progressively generated, huge universe to explore kind of deal. That's I love that. I love it. I love it, and I, I never will stop loving it. And No Man's Sky looks brilliant with the whole, yeah. you know, but it's inside planets and stuff as well. And that's that's an element that Elite Dangerous doesn't have, but. Um, I've learnt that uh, they are going to be doing. You know, they've already added a new power play feature, which is like, I'm not going to go into it. But it's like sort of like galactic leaders, really, and you can basically side with them and just say, well, no, I think your policies are right, and that gives you certain bonuses and perks and stuff, like in certain systems, like in their control and stuff. And they also yeah. are going to be adding. This is what I've heard. So I, you know, don't quote me on this, but they are also going to be adding mm. a first person. Um, sort of element of it so you can actually get out of your ship because at the moment you are just kind of confined to your cockpit That's, that seems quite a, an extravagant that, addition it, to it add does doesn't it to, a, to an already finished game well that's the thing it's already <laughs> finished but that doesn't necessarily mean that you know they haven't already been working on this and just said well it's not going to be ready for launch but we can certainly I get suppose, it you know ready yeah. six months after but you know so you can get out you can explore spaceships and it's going to be like first person shooting combat which is just a whole other dynamic to it so if that is the case, that could be better than No Man's Sky, because well, I, don't, I don't know. No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky is one of my most anticipated games. True, but it's. I think it's maybe just because it's for a console, and it, on a PC, I think it's just kind of expected that it's you know huge and big, and there's thousands and thousands of people mm. playing together. Whereas for a console, it's it's not really something that's been done very often, and certainly not very well. Especially not an indie game. No, but um, I I absolutely love the look of that so you know I, I want to see Microsoft sort of rebut to that and say they have they've made a space game on Project Spark <laughs> no I, I want them to say you know we've hired a, a third party and we want them to make basically even if they just say we love the idea of No Man's Sky this kind of you know the whole community coming together and helping out and blah 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 and do maybe not something similar but in a, you know a similar kind of vein and say we also want to make a huge sort of MMO kind of you know, space shooter, whatever. Um, yeah. Mainly for the fact that we like the idea of No Man's Sky, so we just copied it and made our own. But I don't know because I mean, the, the you know PC gaming. There's, there's, I've got a bunch of MMOs, and you know, and I'm sure that there's dozens more out there. And I think each of the, as long as you can make it unique, that's 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 the main thing. You know, like Star Wars Online. If you like the films, if you like all the other culture that goes with it, if you swing your lightsabers around using force powers and stuff. Great, there's one for you. If you like, it's essentially just every MMO though. What? Knights of the Republic. It's just every MMO. Well, that's with it. The Star Wars skin. It, yeah, that is basically yeah. I'm, you know, well, that's the thing. You know, there's, there's things like uh, like Marvel Heroes is um, mm. you know the same thing as Infinity Crisis, which is the same thing as Diablo, which yeah. is the same thing as you know anything else. And then there's World of Warcraft, and then every other MMO is just kind of based around that. Um, actually one that they should bring back that I loved at the time but my PC was, I'm pretty sure my phone is more powerful than it now um, (laughs) was uh, The Matrix Online that was amazing 
No. I loved that. That was you could leap off buildings. You and, just love the Matrix. That's true. But you enjoyed Enter Neo. Enter Neo. <laughs> it was Enter the Matrix or the Path of Neo. You fucking mom. The Path of Neo. Path of Neo was pretty cool. No. It wasn't. Yeah, it was. You could do like backflips and you could pick up signs and just do like all the moves in the show. It was awesome. In the show. TV movie show. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on. Yeah. Um. This was going to be the main story, but it's not good enough to be the main story. It's just interesting. So it's just going to be a news, and then we're just going to ramble. Okay, hit me. Because, fuck it. Um, Bethesda accidentally announced Dishonored 2. Oh, yeah, I saw this, yeah. Yeah. Um, during an open mic, uh, an, ac- an accidental open mic broadcasting, sorry, um, was sent to Bethesda's live Twitch stream. Um, yesterday, and they were talking about Dishonored 2 being presented during the company's E3 press conference. Um, the, discu- the discussion, captured in part in the YouTube video, um, discusses a presentation by Harvey Smith, co-director of the first Dishonored, um, and they're basically just just talking about Dishonored 2. Um, and then towards the end of the recording, um, you can hear someone informing the speakers that the, the live mic's broadcasting to Twitch, um, <laughs> and then like not long after. Um, Bethesda took to Twitter and tweeted the following um, Twitch test a success tune in tomorrow night at 6.45 for more surprises <laughs> hashtag B3 <laughs> so they took it in good stride well that's good, they, they know that they fucked up or at least, you know, that's the you know, that's the message they're giving across oh no, yeah. oh we've accidentally oh god, what a... well if you listen to it, it it's not it's not coherent enough to be a oh, so it's sort of like garbled like basically, whenever like someone overhears something like a politician saying, like when they're yeah. still mic'd up and they're going, "Yeah, well, the fact is, he's an absolute cunt, and I hate him anyway, so we're going to blow yeah. him up." And then <laughs> that just gets you know sort of put on the news and everything. And they're just like, "We're really sorry, we didn't mean to say that." You weren't a microphone, <laughs> for God's sake. Um, but yeah, well, no, I'm very excited. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that on the E3 podcast that we did, whichever one that was, I don't care. Um, I'm pretty sure you did actually say that Dishonored would be uh, a good one to bring up. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I'd, I'd... I've been waiting for this since the first Dishonored. Still haven't finished it. I really it. enjoyed it. So... It's an, oh, I loved it. It's, it is good. I do like it. It is good. So good. I would be happy. To be fair, I know I've literally, like 10 minutes ago, just fucking bashed about remakes being on every fucking podcast. <laughs> but... I would be happy with the Dishonored remake. No, that doesn't make any sense. No, purely because... You hypocrite. I had it on Xbox 360, and I haven't got my Xbox 360 anymore. (laughs) Well, get it for the PC, dick. You'd be able to get it for like two quid. Actually, yeah, fuck it, I'll take it back. I don't want a remake. Damn right. I want want Dishonored 2. Well, I want Dishonored 2 more than a remake. Yeah. I'm just saying. Do you want want a Master Chief (laughs) remake or something? Is that what you want? The Master Chief Collection remade? Yeah. Actually, I tell you what, I do want um, Assassin's Creed uh, Revelations came with like an upscaled version of the first Assassin's Creed. Oh yeah, so I'd quite like if Dishonored did that. Uh, it was the same price. Yeah, there's no. It still looks fine. There's no need to. Just go and buy it yeah, again for the it. PC, you dick. Yeah, I'll just get it on PC. Well, so I could get it on PS3 anyway. Well, yeah, <laughs> I've still got my PS3. I'm pretty. Oh no, I don't. I've got it. It was on PS Plus the other month. <laughs> I can't play it. <laughs> you are the what a biggest fucking spanner I've ever met. I got it for free. Jesus. I'm pretty sure I, I mentioned it on the podcast as well. 
Anyway, <laughs> do you want to hear a funny story, Dan? As long as it's better than that one. It's probably. All right. Um, are you aware of the new Wii U exclusive Splatoon? I've heard of it, yes. Um, it's looked quite... I have not played it, but it looks really interesting. Um, yeah, I, th- I if, saw someone sort you... of riding about on a paintbrush or something. Yeah, you basically, the entire... The, the idea of it is players shoot ink. Um, the ink's used to cover ground, which scores points. The more ground you cover, the more points you, you score. It uh, looks really, really fun. I might have to pick it up. Um, but last week, um, Splatoon got a new inkbrush weapon, which gives players the ability to draw smaller, more precise lines on the ground. Um, a YouTuber called Alpharad TV decided to use the power to do what you know what all of humanity has done since the dawn of time. Draw a penis. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Give someone the ability to create anything they want. Obviously, ninety-nine percent chance they will make a dick. Of course they did. I, I was on. What was I playing? We were playing Goldenard the other day, and I shot a penis into the wall because you were fanning <laughs> about with something, and I don't know why. It's just it's something you've got to do. Yeah. Um. He draws uh, cocks in ranked matches, um, and from what I believe, it's quite hard to win um, time ranked matches anyway. Yeah. Um, but here, he actually won. <laughs> wow. And he wasn't even playing, he was just running around drawing dicks. Well, maybe everyone else was as well, but theirs just weren't quite as big. No, like the enemy team um, does its best to cover the dicks back up. Oh. Um, they, they don't really know whether it's because the dicks or obviously they're trying to cover yeah I don't I don't think so I think that if you um, saw a penis on the floor you'd just be like <laughs> I'll, I'll leave that bit that's <laughs> fine yeah um, he also Alpharad TV also analyses maps for their dick drawing potential <laughs> um, there's a, a level called Port Mackerel which he deems not very good thanks to its long narrow corridors um, and at one point in the video he even destroys one of his own creations deeming it not good enough to continue to exist. <laughs> it's quite funny. I salute uh, you, he, sir. He sings a song about penis. I think he's quite penis mad because he, he tells us like a sex story um, and then at one point he sings a song about drawing dicks. And, but he, he does go on to, to actually win the match. Yeah, so if, you're not, if you're not taking it seriously, you're singing a song and all you're doing is drawing penises and you still win, you're a genius. Yeah, I can't win any games. Regardless whether I'm singing or not, <laughs> or, draw, so, or drawing penises, yeah, of penis. Yeah. So what? <laughs> Have a look at this, Dan. <laughs> That's not a drawing. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, we actually haven't got a a main topic this week. Okay. Um, what we have got, we've each got a new game. Yeah. Well, new is a relative term. Well, mine's new. Yours is fairly new. Um, yours is new to you. Definitely. Um, both threes as well. Um, I'll let you go first. Oh, thanks very much. Um, right. Mainly for the fact that Steam is my lord and master, um, <laughs> and they've had a, a brilliant Monster Summer sale on um, this uh, weekend. I think it is since Friday. Um, they've also added like a new sort of game to Steam, and you can you sort of like fight against things. And I think it's it's basically the the point of it is is that that you choose which games go on sale next like so you know it sort of varies every like 10 or 20 hours or whatever it is and then like you go on and then you fight monsters and collect coins and blah 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 blah, blah and then you you sort of put your vote in for what should be you know so if there's a game you really like or one that you've been meaning to get for a while but can't afford it you can play this game for however long and nominate this game and then you know 
with the, the highest number of votes, I assume those ones get think, allocated to the, uh, the sale next. Do you think this is to pop, like stop people from like, spam clicking? So, like, if somebody wanted a game and they just kept voting for that and then opening another browser or whatever and getting their friends to vote for it. Maybe, yeah. Instead, they actually have to participate in something in order to vote. That would be a very good idea because, I mean, if you, you know, sort of have a big following on Twitter or something and you say... It's like if you've got, say, if you've got, like, two and a half thousand Facebook friends. Obviously, no one's got the time for that many people. Um, but you know, you say, "Oh, I'm putting my baby into a, a beauty pageant. Can everyone just vote for him, please?" Yeah. And like, it's it's your baby could look like a fucking potato, but <laughs> as long as you get more votes than everyone else, then obviously you win. And it's obviously, yeah. you know, it's not really fair. Whereas, you know, actually being able to, you you know, you've got to put time and effort in. If you say, "Well, no, I definitely want that game, and I want it for thirty percent off," and I'm going to click this fucking thing for two and a half hours just to make sure it does or whatever the situation is I I think that is yeah I'd agree completely that is a brilliant idea rather than just people you know sort of spamming whichever one they want or you know I'd I'd assume that it would sort of register your IP address then you wouldn't be able to vote again but you could just open a new browser I guess Um, but yeah so um, one of the the deals that we're on was the uh, Sniper Elite franchise Um, now obviously me and Cal have got uh, Sniper Elite V2 um, as well as uh, the first and second uh, zombie uh, sniper elites as well. Um, sniper Elite Three popped up for it was like eleven ninety nine. I thought, mm, you know, I saw some good videos of it. You know, I do like Sniper Elite. It's a bit sort of, it, it's it's got a good few elements, but it's a bit kind of bland. But you know, they're supposed to have worked quite hard on this one, so I thought I'd give it a go. Um, bought it, um, played about four hours of it so far. Uh, about two and a half on single player the rest on multiplayer uh, the single player is a a much oh, yeah it's it's definitely an improvement on v2 for sure <laughs> um i the the new scenario what the setting should i say of uh, being in africa you're still the same guy you know he's still obviously got the same sort of rifles and bits and pieces there are new weapons to choose from as well as camouflage versions of those weapons as well which does help with um multiplayer stuff um but the the story is basically the same kill Germans that's pretty much it you know help yeah, wi- help really win the, the war you know that's <laughs> that's basically it um, but I haven't got that far into it but so far I am still pretty impressed you know they're still sort of setting up traps and you know there's there's a, a relocation uh, mechanic now so because there's not as much to cover your sniper shots um, basically the first shot you fire everyone in the immediate area will hear um, mm. so once you fire that first shot you've then relocate. They all shit themselves and they all run and hide behind cover because they don't know where it comes from. Um, However, if you stay where you are and take another shot, they'll be able to zero in on where you are and they will start pounding the shit out of you. So you've got to sort of... That's actually quite good. Yeah, it is really clever because they all, you know, as I'd imagine it would happen in real life, you know, all of a sudden someone gets their head shot through and there's a, a sniper shot. No one knows where the hell it came from. They just know that someone's been hit and they all have to go and run and hide. If they hear another shot straight away, they'll be looking for it. And they yeah. go, shit, he's over there. And they will just start firing and they will throw grenades at you and oh, all sorts of craziness. Um, so you've got to relocate and then, um, you know, try and pick off the rest of them where you can. That's really cool. Most interestingly, though, is the uh, the multiplayer, which I wouldn't have thought for something like a sniper game. I thought the co-op mode that was on V2 was pretty good. We uh, played it a couple of times. Yeah, um, it's fun. Yeah, it, it is fun. Um, but a competitive mo- multiplayer, I don't know if that was even an option. I don't think it was. Don't believe so. But that's that's just from poor memory. I, so I'm not I'm not entirely sure. But I don't think it's certainly to the scale that this one is. 
Um, so there's a deathmatch, team deathmatch, um, something called No Cross, which I uh, played briefly, but I don't think I actually got that far with it, so I don't really know what that one's about. Uh, deathmatch and team deathmatch, though, are incredibly cool. It's just so tense just trying to... Because there's obviously a very minimal map. It only sort of shows you where your people are. Everyone on your team is sort of highlighted by a little dot um, on, on the screen at all times, so you know where everybody is. But the enemy obviously isn't. And there is a tagging system... Um, but I don't think it goes to everyone on the team, so it'd just be so you can keep a track of them. Just so you can. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the fact is that when you're playing something like Team Deathmatch, the only reason you'd really tag someone is because, like on Battlefield, say, you tag them because then everyone else can see them. So yeah. if you maybe can't get that final shot in, maybe someone who's at a better angle, they can. So I certainly have had, haven't had people, you know, popped up on my screen saying oh this guy's over here because that would be super useful but you know you're sniping at the end of the day so it, it makes it a lot easier but you know sort of like crawling through African sort of undergrowth and you know just trying desperately to outmaneuver someone is so tense like because without even without any warning at all you'll just die before you even hear the shot you're just on the floor and you're dead and the only the only sort of heads up your team get is so they just get a skull on the on the screen where you died. So all they can do from that is they say, right, someone died over there. Who shot him and where? Don't know. It could be someone on the other side of the map who managed to pull off a beautiful shot, you know, taking gravity and the wind and everything into account and just nailed you through the head. Or it could be someone who was stood next to him who just managed to sneak up and just put a bullet through his head. So th- there's just so much going on there. There's, you know, all the sort of landmines and trip mines and everything else. Um... So yeah, I, I I want you to get it to be honest because I, I really think we could have some uh, some good playthroughs on that. I think I will. I think I do. I did like V two and zombies. So yeah, yeah. Um, but like, it's on the cheap. Yeah, the, I, the um, there's like a, a survival mode as well, which I've already got through to about wave two because they. God. Yeah, they're, they're pretty like cause they. Well, that was the thing. Like I took out the you know they they this like two waves of enemy that come and it indicates where they're going to come from. So you get sort of 30 seconds to set up so you can put mines from that sort of direction or whatever. Um, and then they all come through. And as soon as you shoot one, obviously, they all know where you are. And then it's just a yeah. case of just sort of popping out and shooting them as quick as you can. By the time of uh, wave two or three, you know, they're coming from multiple locations. And, you know, I, I was... I know it must have been wave three, actually, yeah. Because um, I was I shot a load of guys. Um, and then a bunch of... And the AI on this is actually pretty good as well. Like, the amount of times they've just been outflanked and like just someone's come up the stairs behind me and just blown me away. It's ridiculous. Um, but some guy fucking got in a, a building opposite and then shot a rocket at me and blew me up. <laughs> and I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, what am I meant to do with that? So Shoot the rocket. Well, it's not Max Payne. You can't do that. <laughs> but, you know, a few people doing this kind of survival mode thing I think would be so much fun. Mm. Um, so there's, there's that as well as sort of the normal team deathmatch. And like I say, there's... Uh, a kind of like an Overwatch match as well. So someone's got to spot all the people, and the sniper takes them out. You know, they get a gun and all that sort of stuff. So I think there's a, some some pretty good video potential there. Um, but yeah, I, I'm quite getting into it actually. So uh, I'm looking good. forward to playing some more. I got um, The Witcher Three for PS4, and I just thought um, I didn't actually say I forgot um, when I went to get it. I was at the counter. And the the guy asked me if there was anything I wanted to pre-order. He, he's like, before I said anything, he was like, um, you can pre-order Battlefront, 
uh, Fallout, and there's a new Fallout coming out. I don't know if you know. Really? Like, really? Is there a new yeah. Fallout coming out? Yeah, apparently. Oh, no way. <laughs> no way. <laughs> and then, very not, but there's not a release date for Fallout. And Battlefront's not out till the end of the year. Did he? <laughs> didn't, men- didn't mention Batman. <laughs> really? <laughs> um, Halo 5 and everything, like a pre order and stuff. He didn't even say Batman. And I was just like, Batman? And he's like, oh yeah, that's out this month. Like, yeah. Big poster behind you. Yeah, it is. You know, what are <laughs> You've the... got exclusive DLC. <laughs> Probably like the best Batman game that's been made to date. And <laughs> yeah. slipped your mind. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. So I did, I pre ordered that as well. Well done. Um, but no, I got I got The Witcher 3 and um, I'm not that far into it, but I fucking love it. Yeah. It's, um, I don't have to, there's not a lot I can really say because I'm not that far in, but graphics, gra- granted it's going to look even better on PC, but on PS4 it looks amazing, really, really does lie and it's really good. Yeah. Um, the draw distance is very impressive considering how, how detailed the game is and how big the world is because it's fucking huge. Well, that's one of the it's- things I'm actually concerned about with the, the card that I've got at the moment. I think that things are going to, like the draw distance for things like that, um, Batman, Battlefront, I think they are going to suffer because the graphics card isn't as good as the... I, I don't know, actually, because I mean, I don't know. a lot of the times, you know, it says recommended like a 680 or whatever, but mine handles it absolutely fine. Like Elite Dangerous, the 580 is mentioned nowhere on there at all, but it runs it in Ultra, it just set itself to Ultra, and it was away. I'd still say your, your card's still better spec than PS4. Probably, but I think it would still no... struggle. There's not a lot. The only issues there is, I actually noticed one render issue. Um, there's a scene where um, you've got to meet this. I'm not going to say you ruin the game, like, but you meet. You have to meet this guy, but you have to. He won't see you unless you dress properly. So, you, like, this guy shaves you and gives you like his frilly fucking outfit and shit. Right. Um, and while he's being shaved. Um, I didn't notice it until it popped back on, but his scar's not on his face. <laughs> and then he's talking, and then it's just <laughs> come back on. It's like, oh shit. <laughs> but that's the only, that's like that only graphical issue I've noticed. Um, but like, lighting and stuff's just gorgeous. It looks beautiful. Yeah. Um, combat's good. Um, the signs, which is like, like the magic powers, that they're all quite fun to use. Enemies are dead cool. Voice acting's dead good. It's just re- really getting into it. Really, really, really getting into it. Which I'm happy with because I was really excited for it and I've been a bit disappointed with a lot of games recently. Mm. Um, so I'm really, really happy with that. Kind of wish I hadn't waited until a couple of days before Batman, but... <laughs> well, yeah. I think once the you know once you've actually completed Batman... There's not going to be too much to do with them and sort of roam back around and get all the Riddler trophies and beat the bad guys. Yeah. Where obviously you're going to have, you know, sort of 60, 70 hours of Witcher content. Like 100 hours, isn't it? Well, that's the thing. And that's obviously where these kind of huge open world RPGs kind of fall down. It's the amount of content that you can actually get into it. See, I prefer that. I notice with games like, like Fallout and Witcher and Fable and stuff, games where they offer me more to do even as mundane as they are like there's something in Fable because outside of the story the, the side stuff on Fable is pretty cack well really. you know I mean it's just sort of go meet this guy mundane. you meet this guy and then he goes and tells you to go meet this guy and then you collect this plant and then you go back to that yeah. guy and then you go back to that guy and it's just like well there's not but I still did it 
Yeah, but it's <laughs> only because that's all there is left to do. I suppose. I mean, to be fair, from what I've read, the side stuff on The Witcher is actually more interesting than the story. Well, if that is the case, then that's obviously brilliant. So that that's yeah. probably going to help. But Fallout, I, I, I think if um, I was actually going for like trophies or achievements when I was playing Fallout 3, I think I'd have probably planned it. Because <laughs> I did near enough everything that I, that I possibly could. Yeah, but I mean, everything um, was pretty unique on Fallout. Mm. You know, it wasn't just like, oh, I need you to go and drop this off at such and such a place. It was like, oh, I need you to go and uh, kill these guys. Or, you know, you you just end up following someone for ages and they just take you somewhere. Yeah. So, you know, you explore and you find a, a museum and another vault. And there's, you know, interesting stuff that's going on. And it's I not all... how attached, though. Mm. You get very attached in Fallout. At least I did. I don't know. I, I, I cared about the like, like people who was travelling with me, and oh no, I, was I couldn't give two flying fucks. I shot everyone that didn't give me whatever I wanted. <laughs> like if there was a guy, and I'd go up and pickpocket him, and see what good stuff he had. And it, like if it was more than what he was offering to sell me, I'd shoot him, and I'd, yeah, I'd just steal it all. I did do that. Yeah, <laughs> don't rip me off. But, no, I mean I'm really excited for Fallout Four, but I could really go back and play Fallout Three. Really, really could. Yeah. I won't because. I've got The Witcher to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But no, I very much recommend getting it. But I think... I still would have got it, but I think I should have waited to to actually play it until I got Batman, finish Batman, and then just nail The Witcher. Because I will stop playing The Witcher to play Batman now. Yeah, yeah. Um, And I'm probably going to forget the shit. But to be fair, though, when you do load it up, you get like a little video that tells you everything that's... You've done well, that's fine, but you know, Max Payne did the same thing. No, but I mean, like, for something I'd be a bit pissed off if something like The Witcher that is that tracks your actions and there's a lot of talking and the story and everything. And then I, I don't play it for like a week and I turn on, like, oh, where am I? <laughs> I forgot what I'm doing. I'd be a bit pissed off if it didn't offer something like that. <laughs> yeah, and Max Payne does, and Pokemon does, and Star Wars, Star Wars. Mm. Most games, yeah. Tetris. Well, anything that's you know, <laughs> you you're actually required to know as to what the hell you were actually doing there in the first place. But mm. I, I, I think that's pretty much a given. So it's, it's yeah, certainly good that yeah. they have done. I think you would have noticed it a lot more if they hadn't. But they did it on Arkham City, didn't they? Um, I don't know. Usually, if yeah. it's just like a text thing that just says, you know, yeah, somebody's just done some, this. And it was just. Um, I, I think it was read out, but it was just like a slideshow of pictures. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, I don't know. But anyway, Batman's out next week. So Exciting stuff. Pretty fucking excited. See, I am still tempted to pre-order, because I do you want the Harley to. Quinn DLC, and I want oh, everything else. Yeah, exactly. But I will buy Harley, though. What date's it out? Um, Tuesday, so it's the 23rd. Oh, man. Well, I might get it on Monday, then, because I get paid on the 24th. So See, I... I pre-ordered it. I didn't think I'd be able to with it being so close. Well, that's before the thing. Probably sold out because you've gone and bought it on a fucking disc like an idiot. I'm probably going to still play that before you are. It's going to be like Last of Us all over again. Yeah, because I won't get it till Wednesday. Yeah, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just wanted to make sure I had a copy. It's fine. I'll, if I do end up getting it, and I probably will. Let's face You'll it. You'll probably complete it. I won't no, certainly not but I'll just be like oh my god this bit oh, you'll know the bit I'm on about but yeah this bit and then there's this guy right. just turns up and then the Batman just comes through the window, and it's just like Ooh. 
<laughs> to anyone that either hasn't listened to like the second podcast, I think it was we did, Last of Us, um, or if you just forgot or you don't care, um, me and Dan both pre-ordered Last of Us, and we both got it exactly the same day. I did pre-order and it. Did you? Know, oh no, you just went and picked it. Yeah, up, I just you? went into yeah. a game on the day. Yeah. Yeah, because I was on the phone when you actually bought it. Yeah, and I was sat there um, on the load screen, just like, can you get off the phone now? Because yeah. I played it. <laughs> And I hadn't even installed it or anything. <laughs> yeah, I think that was it. I was like, I was just like, the curtains on this load screen look so good. It was yeah. like the light coming in and everything. And I think you were still just waiting for it all to install. And then I remember texting you as soon as the load screen started. I was like, oh my God, these curtains, they look amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but imagine that on PS4, because it does, it does look better. I'm sure it does, yeah. It really, really does. Anyway, um, so it's Elite Sniper, uh, Sniper Elite 3, sorry, and Witcher 3. You combine them games together, Dan. You get Elite Witcher Three. Yeah, isn't that when you're you're Geralt, but you've got a sniper rifle as well? It's like a steampunk yeah. sniper rifle, so it's about <laughs> eight foot long. Also, sorry, <laughs> just because of a, a gun, um, the crossbow I've been using like really sparingly because like I haven't come across any ammo or none of the merchants sell it. It's fucking infinite ammo. <laughs> you idiot. I literally noticed it's got the tiniest little like infinite symbol in the corner, and I never noticed it. Why's it got infinite ammo like, though? That's a bit weird. Are there like magic arrows or something that you can just summon? No, because this um, the guy wins it in a in a like a card game, and he gives it you, and he's like, "Oh, we're going against the Witcher um, like code or something," and he's like, "It might come in handy," and then you just put it away. Oh. Yeah, you take it off him and put it away, and then you go fight a griffin. <laughs> well, yeah, whatever. I don't, I don't know. But it's quite, it's, it's handy anyway. Yeah, because I kept dying earlier. Um, so when I when I loaded up for like the fourth time after dying, I just stood on a rock, just firing my crossbow for like fifteen minutes at these dwellers, <laughs> at these drowners. Well, that's what you're going to do if you've got something with unlimited ammo. You just stand back and just spam it until you actually kill them. Well, I think they've worked. I think they planned it because every time I killed one, another one spawned out of the water. Yeah, right. But when I went down, I killed him with a sword. Not like I had time to get past. Right. So I think they planned for that. <laughs> anyway, what's coming up on the channel, or what have we put on the channel? Uh, Elmo. Oh yeah, Elmo went up last week. Yeah, it did. It's pretty good. Finally. That. Yeah. Um, I actually hurt my hand yeah. during the filming of that. How is your hand actually? Is it alright? It's still a bit fucking stupid, but um, basically I trapped a nerve in my hand whilst we were filming Elmo. You twat. Um, so it's been. I've been like Jamie Lannister from Game of Thrones all week. Like, look like I've got a fake hand because I couldn't move like my, <laughs> my pinky and <laughs> next two fingers up. <laughs> <laughs> so it was kind of like just like I was holding a, an imaginary cup. <laughs> well, lovely. Um, so that is, I can actually move it now and stuff it just a bit. Oh, that's good. Well, we'll do some more of that then. The sweetie. We'll just do, uh, we'll we'll do, do some more of that. that. Yeah. And Wolf Among Us. We're going to do some Wolf Among Us. Yes. Um, everything and nothing. Um, I know we said we wasn't going for a while, but I think we should do some more gold now. Uh, definitely, yeah. Because we've got a new game mode. Uh, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sniper Elite P. <laughs> well, uh, I'm probably going to do some Elite Dangerous again. Um, yeah. And I'm because Rick's gone out and uh, uh, got Elite Dangerous as well, 
and he's kind of getting used to it. It's the controls. I've already, I've said this before. The controls are a bit fiddly, but he's kind of getting the hang of it now. And I need his help to take out some of the bigger chaps. Actually, we on topic of that, um, we actually had a, somebody comment on um, on your Elite Dangerous video that gave you some guidance. Yeah, they did. It was uh, what was his name, Commander. Um, Hero something or Commander that. Conquer. No, I can't remember what his name is, but yeah, basically there's like these big sort of hub spaceship things. That was it was just a nightmare to try and figure out where the hell it was. And I actually crashed in the video because I'm an idiot. And then he commented and said, Well actually if you just target it, it's got like arrows which would actually point to the entrance. And then as mm. soon as he pointed that out, I was just like, oh, I'm such an idiot. So now I know exactly where I'm going. So thank you again to him. Well done to you. Well he's here to help, Dan. Absolutely. He's here to help. Um, his name was Commander Evago Hero. Evago Hero, that was it. Evago Hero. Evago Hero. Bloody hell, love it. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's, there's um, uh, some really cool like animations and stuff, like the landing gear and everything coming down. I don't know why I like it so much. I think it's just, just how smooth and cool it is. Um, yeah. But I've got like 700,000 credits now. And I, yeah. I can buy like a new ship and everything, but... I feel like I will get blown up a lot, so I'm going to just keep on. I'm I'm a pretty good trader at the moment. People are trusting me with a lot of stuff, so I'm getting sort of seventy grand for shipping slaves about and things. So I'm just like uh, real life. I know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm I'm building up for quite a bit of cash with that. So I'm hoping to get a new ship soon. Uh, so yeah, I'll, I'll be doing some of that if I can get Rick on board. Good stuff. Um, if you want to watch Dan's. Um Elite Dangerous video is over on the YouTube channel, which is Dan. It's youtube.com forward slash podcast versus player, VS player. VS player. That's right. Um, you can also check out all our videos, podcasts, um, articles, reviews, everything. Um, it's all on the website, which is www.podcastversusplayer.com or .co.uk, however lazy you feel when you type in. It's been a while, Dan. The last three things you used your hands for. Uh, eating cookies, drinking a cup of tea, mm. cookies and tea. I think that's a bit American and British there. So yeah, that that's that's good. That's multicultural, Callum. That's what Americanish. Yeah, Britishkin. Britishkin. Yeah, that that sounds yeah. better. Yeah, I'm, I was being very Britishkin today because I was drinking a cup of tea <laughs> and I was watching Band of Brothers, which is you know a. It's uh, also pretty British. Not really. It's about an American. Oh no! Yeah, it's American. <laughs> Twat. Britishkin. <laughs> yeah. Britishkin, woo, Britishkin, um, and then smoking. I guess that's, that's, that's four things. No. Oh no, yeah, watching Band of Brothers. That was <laughs> just part of it. No, I don't watch well, what I did. Hands. You never know, used your hands to put it on. Well, I guess, but I wasn't. Shut up. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs>